we'll do a review of Lekutte Sichas Chelik Tezayin, volume 16, the second Sicha of Aparshas Mishpatim. And here the Rebbe explains Arashi, the first halacha in Parshas Mishpatim, talks about Kisikne Eved Ivri. Rashi explains that we're talking about a Hebrew slave, a Jewish slave, and not a non-Jewish slave who belongs to an Ivri. So the Eved Ivri, so the Ivri is the Eved, the Eved is Ivri. We're talking about a Jewish slave, not a Goyish slave which is owned by the by a Yid. But the Rebbe wants to know, the main question the Rebbe wants to know is why would we even think that the meaning over here of Eved Ivri means a Goyish slave owned by an Ivri. The Rebbe shows many examples where Eved Ivri should mean, as Rashi says, a Hebrew slave, which means a Jewish person. The Rebbe explains that since we're talking about after Matan Torah and after uh, Kriyas Yamsuf, which was just a short while uh, before when they left Egypt, and all Yidin were in a uh, financial good situation. We learned earlier, the Rebbe will bring down, and therefore it would be unlikely for a Jew to have to become a slave, to be, be an Eved Ivri. So therefore, since this is the first halachas that follow the Parshas Yisrael, Matan Torah, which comes uh, shortly after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf, so it's a little bit hard to understand why would uh, a Hebrew, a Jewish person, sell himself into slavery or be sold into slavery when they had so much at the time? And the Rebbe is also going to have a whole discussion. Take, why is it take the Torah start with this halacha of a Hebrew slave right following uh, this exodus of Mitzrayim, which doesn't seem like at that point there were many slaves. Why does the Torah start with halacha? But that was the Rashi's question, and that's why Rashi isn't sure. Let's look inside. Aleph. Funam vegoimer. From the verse that when you buy, etc., is Rashi mighty the verter? The Pasik says when you buy a, a Hebrew slave for Shay Shonim Yavid, he should work for six years and then on the seventh year he goes free. If he doesn't want to go free on the seventh year, so then the master takes him and he drills his ear by the door. That's the Parsha. So Rashi quotes from the Pasik, Sikna Evid Ivri, when you purchase a Hebrew slave, and he's Mefarish, and he explains, Eved Shehu Ivri, that we're talking about a Jewish, a slave who is Jewish. But the Rebbe says, but the Arashi says, but maybe we're actually talking about an Eved Kanani, a non-Jewish slave. But what does it mean? Eved Ivri, meaning Avdei Shel Ivri. He is a slave that belonged to a Jew. He's talking about a Goyish slave. 
And the Torah is saying over here that when you purchase a a goyish slave, if you purchase him from a Jew, so then, if you purchase from a Jew, so over here the Torah has the halacha that such a slave for all of who Oimer and about him the Pasik says, Shonim Yavit. In the case when you buy a Goyish slave from a Yid, he has to work for six years. And therefore, uh, that's why I have a different. So if you bought, according to this, if you bought a Goyish slave from a Goy, then you can keep him forever. If you bought a Goyish slave from another Jew, then you, for only for six years. And that's why Rashi continues, So how would we observe the verse that says that you shall inherit them? That means that the slave that you have, you inherit to your children, but the Torah says, that six years it would be. So then we would say that it's talking about So the distinction would be that he is bought. When he is bought from a nochri, from a non-Jew, then we say that you can hold him forever. You should. There's a mitzvah. You should inherit him. Hold on to that slave forever. That is when you bought it from that goy, you, the Eved Nochri, when you bought it from another goy. But when you purchase an Eved Kanani from a Yid, that's where our posse comes in. Then it goes out in the six years, and that will be. Rashi brings down the posse in Dvorim Tazvov Yud Beis, in where the posse also of six years that he shall work and it, the seventh year goes free but over there it says so that we are talking about when your brothers so this halach of six years only applies by which means that it has to be a Jewish slave so a Jewish slave gets that special allowance of six years he should be with you, and then you have to set him free. This is basically the Rashi uh, in the beginning that the Rebbe quotes. So the Rebbe asked, so first of all, why does Rashi quote from the Posik Kisiknan? He's only explaining the word Evadivri. So we need to understand Aleph. The first one question is, number one, the Pirush is Dochnor Oiv Diverter Evadivri. The interpretation is only on the words Evadivri. Favos is Rashi Maitik Oiv Diverter Kisikna. Why is Rashi quote also when you purchase the Kisikna? That doesn't seem to be relevant to Rashi's commentary. The Rebbe now is going to try to say perhaps an explanation why Rashi brings down the word kisikna. Because maybe it's the kisikna that tells us that we're talking about an Ebed Ivri. That's the 
evidence because the next Rashi, uh, Rashi says there clearly that this Kisikna is talking about being sold by the Beisdin. When a person steals and doesn't have money to pay, so Beisdin will sell him. And this Pusik is talking about that Pusik from uh, uh, that Beisdin sold him. So if we're talking about and Kisikna must mean Beisdin, as Rashi explains in the next Rashi. So you're going to argue and you're going to say that that's why, since Rashi says it means Bezdin, so we know it's not a Goy, because Bezdin doesn't sell the Goy for the Geneva. So therefore, Rashi brings down also the word Kisikna, but the Rebbe isn't going to accept that. So let's see. So the Rebbe says, You can't say. As Rashi is a mighty. Why is Rashi quoting the words Kisikna? To leave them. Because this was from Zay, Kemen Zich because from these words, Kisikna, you can support. As that we're talking about a slave who is Jewish, who is a Hebrew. As Rashi explains further, as Kisikna, that when it's talking about Kisikna, it must be discussing in matter in such a way. That based in Soldim, as Rashi says later on, we're talking about. Now, this can only apply to a slave, that he is an Ivri. So, therefore, since we're talking about being sold by Bezdin, so we know that it must be a Hebrew slave. That's where Rashi uses the word Kisikna. The Rebbe says, no, it's not really possible. Because Rashi explains how Taka do we know uh, that it's talking about uh, how do we know that Kisikna is talking about that the Hebrew slave was sold by Bezdin because Rashi says because if a Hebrew slave sells himself we already have a Pasuk later on that six years he should serve and go out on the seventh year so we wouldn't need a second Pasuk so it means the way you know that it's talking about being sold by Beisdin is not from the words Kisikna. That's just because there's an extra Pasuk. The whole Halach is extra. So Rashi wouldn't bring down that it's not from the words Kisikna. Besides the point, the Rebbe argues, number two, that that whole idea that we know that it's talking about uh, sold by Bezdin is only after Rashi has determined over here that we're talking about a Jewish slave. And that's why actually that Rashi comes after ours. After we determine over here that we're talking about a Jewish slave, then Rashi says, what kind of a Jewish slave is it? It's not a slave that sold himself, a Jewish slave that sold himself to his friend. But it's a Jewish slave who's been sold by Bezdin because he stole and Bezdin sold him. But that's only after we determined over here. So these, that in this Rashi, so we can't say that the next Rashi is a proof that Kisikna means a Jewish slave because it's, it's the other way around. That it means Machruhu Bezdin, that Bezdin sold him is we know that after we know it's a Jewish slave. So why does Rashi bring down Kisikna? Anyway, so the question becomes back, why does 
Rashi quote from the Pasuk Kisikna. Kisikna doesn't seem to tell us anyway. Why can't we say again? Let's look inside. So why can't we say that the Kisikna, Rashi says later on that it's talking about sold by a by Bezdin, so we must be therefore a Jew. Maybe that's why Rashi brings it. Because vile number one, Aleph, Odem, that Hechrech for Rashi. Because what forces Rashi, that Rashi uses as evidence, we're not talking about being sold by Bezdin, is it's not these words Kisikna that Rashi is quoting here, nor Mitzadik to the crop. It, there's an extra passing. How does Rashi know that this is talking about Mechru Bezdin? Because Rashi says it's an extra passing. It says later on that when your brother becomes poor and he sells himself to you, later on in Pashas Dvarim, so therefore we know already, Rashi says, about the halacha selling yourself, and therefore we don't need another passing. We know it's Mechru Bezdin. So it's nothing to do with the word specifically kisikna. But Rashi wouldn't quote those words. But Beis Adrab, on the contrary, even this evidence that forces Rashi to say mecharu bezdin. How does Rashi know that kisikna means mecharu bezdin? As mecharu bezdin is mitzad and posuk That because we have a the posuk of when your brother sells himself, that when he gets, sells himself, that this is talking about Mechru Bezdin, is Shaykh Dafke, that only applies specifically after we already have evidence from before. After our Rashi, that Rashi over here that we're discussing, says that it's talking about a Hebrew slave, a Jewish slave, Unit Shalivri, and it doesn't mean a Goyish slave belonging to Hebrew. So then we know as an extra Pusik. But otherwise, we don't know that yet. Maybe this Pusik could not be talking about Makharu Bezdin if it's talking about a Goy, uh, a Goyish slave from buying, buying it from a Jew. And that's also evident from the fact that that Rashi comes after our Rashi. That means that. From our Rashi, the first Rashi, that Kisikna means, that Ebed Ivri means a Jewish slave, cannot be based on the next Rashi, which follows, but on the other, on the other right. This is Mashma from the Meseder, from the Pirushim in Rashi, as it's also apparent from the order of the interpretation of the Rashi. Was it is Magdin the Pirush, was is Al Koponim Ikir Ebed Ivri. He introduces first the explanation, the meaning, the interpretation, what is Evan Ivri? And Rashi does quote Kisikna, so the Rebbe says, Be'iker. But Rashi is trying to tell us what the Evan Ivri over here. And that's our question, Kisikna. So that's mainly, that's Rashi explains first. Before he explains Kisikna, that it's talking about that Beisdin sold him. So basically, we're back to the first question is, why does Rashi quote from the Pasek Kisikna when he's only explaining Yavad Ivri, as the Rebbe will explain later on, that the Kisikna is actually evidence that is in the future 
as the Rebbe will explain, Kisikna, when you will buy, because at that point, it was not takis so much shaykhis to buy an Ebed, uh, because Goyish Avodim, they were available. But the fact that we're talking about the Torah says, Kisikna, when you will buy down the line in the future, that means to say that we're talking about an Ebed Ivri, which doesn't apply right then and there, because at that point, there wasn't that many Avodim. Let's leave that for later in the Rebbe's answer. But anyway, so the question the Rebbe has, why does Rashi quote Kisikna? And the second question the Rebbe wants to know, why would we even translate a Goyish slave that belongs to an Ivri? Evet, Shel Ivri. Evet Ivri, the Rebbe brings evidence, always means, would mean, should mean, and we don't need no big proof. A Hebrew slave, that's an Evet Ivri. Base, let's look inside. Vikumdgar, how is it even possible, a Havamina? That there should be a thought, as the Taich for Nevet Ivri, that what is the meaning of the Hebrew slave, is Abdushal Ivri. That is a slave that belonged, a Goyish slave belonging to an Ivri. The Chayri is Mer Pashut. It would seem that it's simpler as Evet Ivri, that Evet Ivri meant Evet Shu Ivri, and Evet who is a Hebrew. Vimezet has become Makoymas Betoidah, as we see it in many places in Torah. By Nar Ivri Vegn Yosefin. It says, Hine nar ivri. Without saying, it doesn't mean a nar who belonged to a Hebrew, to a Jew. The, the nar is an ivri, just like the ivri is an ivri. Ven Yisrael. Unoich in ksuvim. It says, Ulishushan evet mitzri. Means that Shushan had an evet which was Egyptian. Not he had an Eved that belonged to a Mitzri. Was there Pshat, Pirush Yiza Zeret Gehata Mitzri, also an Eved, that this Shushan had an Egyptian slave. And so, we find Eved, Ivri should mean a Hebrew slave. That's the Pashat. On the other hand, when the Torah wants to say belonging to an Ivri or to Mitzri, and Azoi is Oichli Idurgis, on the other hand, Muchach von Loshen, Hakosuf. You see, when the Pasik wants to say the other way around, Pasik says, Eved li'ishamaleki. This is in Shmulal of Periklamet Pasik Yud Gimel. That there was a slave to a Maleki man. Li'ishamaleki. Not Eved Amaleki. But Eved So when you want to say, as Bishaz the Pasik meant Avdishal Amaleki, when the verse means a slave of the Amaleki, Zoktanisht, it doesn't say Eved Amaleki, a slave of Amaleki, nor Eved Amaleki would mean an Amaleki slave. Eved Amaleki nor Eved Leish Amaleki. So why would we even need to counter an interpretation that it means a guy who belongs to a Jewish master? Eved Shal Ivri. It brings down that the Mepharshim explains, some Mepharshim want to say, the reason is because if, uh, the, the, the Pasik says when you buy an Evid, an Evid Ivri. So it sort of says that he's already an Evid from before. It's not, you're not buying an Evid, then you're basically, you're buying uh, a free person. So, Kisikna uh, Odom, not Kisikna Evid. If Kisikna Evid, 
means that he's already an Ebed, he belonged to a, to a Goy before, or else he wouldn't be an Ebed. But that's not really, the Rebbe says, if, if the meaning of the word Ebed Ivri uh, means uh, that uh, an Ebed that belongs to an Ivri, if that's because the word Ebed Ivri means because he's a slave already from before, if that would be the then Rashi should have started off and Rashi should have said that way, Yochel Avdish al Ivri. Rashi doesn't say. Rashi says it, what it means. It means that that's a Pasha. Pshat is Taki Ebed Ivri, a Hebrew slave. And the only issue is, maybe it means otherwise. So what is it that Rashi wants to say? I mean, Rashi says that the title of the word Ebed Ivri is actually a Hebrew slave. So Rashi starts off with that. And then Rashi says, but to counter the, an idea that maybe it means Abdish delivery, Rashi says, no, that's not gonna, can't mean that. As uh, is the one that gets the Sheshonim, as we learned in the Pasik in uh, later on, that uh, it's only Ochicha. Before Shimzogun, before Shim say, as the Hava mina Avdishal Ivri, why do we even think that Eved Ivri in our Pasik means a slave of a Hebrew is Mitzadam Diukaloshin because of the emphasis of the language Kisikna Eved Ivri? It says buying a Hebrew slave. For Belchus is Mashma, from which it appears, as El Koifta Zavos is showing an Eved from Freer. That you're buying someone who is already a slave from before. He's already Ubemela is Mistaber Sutaichin Avdishal Ivri. Then it makes the sense to translate it is the servant of an Ivri because he's already an Evid. How could it be an Evid? An Evid Shal Ivri. That's the because of that. So the Rebbe says, Dos is Obernit Maspik. That's not a good, not a good enough reason. If the language of the verse from Mikra, which means if we're going to say that in the literal level of the Posik is Mer Mashma, it's more appears as a Sretzich Vegen Avdushal Ivri, because the Evid, it has to be an Evid, so it's talking about Avid Ivri, Avdushal Ivri. The Rashi should have started with time Pirush. Let's say, for example, Rashi should have said like this Yochel Avdushal Ivri. You might think that we're talking about. A slave, a goish slave of an ivri, or the nachas shelozayin. Then Rashi should uh, reject this by saying, "Tamud leimar kiyavu achicha." That later on it says achicha. Ahechrech to force that this main eved shu ivri, that an eved, which is an ivri, because we can't say it that way. From the fact, from them was Rashi heip leichon. The fact that Rashi begins immediately, eved shu ivri, he says right away. Is muhach, so then it's evident Adosis the Ershtesvore Vitsu Taichun and Posik. That this is the first idea how to translate this verse. On Ershdenoch, Berta Sofik, and only later becomes a doubt. Oy Ainul Avdushalivri. So we have a question that results A of the Shalivri. As as mentioned, the Rebbe learns that Evid Ivri Takad means a Hebrew slave. But the question was, Rashi bothered by how were there Hebrew slaves there? The Yidin didn't need to sell themselves. They couldn't be sold. They, they were just coming from Bizasayam. 
I will see it in the answer. Then the Rebbe has another uh, question, number three. Uh, why is the uh, Rashi bringing here the issue how are we going to reconcile since she'll say that the uh, she'll say that we're talking about a guy that was bought by a yid and he goes free by six years so how does that fit with the pussies he should work them uh, forever but why would he have to bring down the posse that is talking about later on, which the Ben Chomesh, the child, didn't learn yet. So why would Rashi have to bavar on that? Rashi shouldn't uh, bring down the question right now. Favos Gimel, Favos Dav Rashi bavar nendo, over here, since we will be saying, if we should interpret that it means a goy that was bought from a yid, uh, then you say that you uh, do it for six years, and then you would say that how will we fulfill the pasuk? How would it then result? Meisum, the kushia. This question of the pasuk nachal to meisum that ashverinam is vet kumet to the pasuk karu l'seif sefer veikra. That's when we're going to come to that verse, which is towards almost at the end of the book of veikra. So why does Rashi bring it down over here? Rashi just said, maybe it's talking about a uh, goy, and Rashi will bring the proof of the Pasuk later on. It says, Ochicha, so we know that the din of Sheishonim only applies to a yid, doesn't apply to a goy. Why is Rashi getting involved with the goy himself? When does he get to be six and not to be six? How to fit in with the other Pasuk when the child hasn't learned yet this Pasuk? Now, of course, Rashi bases his commentary on the Mechilta, and all this is written in the Mechilta, but the Rebbe points out that Rashi doesn't bring down everything for the Mechilta, only those pieces that are necessary for understanding the possible. Chodz says the Rebbe, the Mokov, the Magans, and Peter Shrashi is for the Mechilta. The entire source of this Rashi's commentary is from the Mechilta. Is Doch so then it's known, Kibbutumar Kama Pomim, already spoken about this many times. As Alz was Rashi Shrai be Pirusha la Torah, everything that Rashi writes in his commentary on the Torah is Mukhrach from Pashtus Aksuvim al is uh, proven, has to be. The evidence is for the simple meaning here, right here. Or together also with that which he has already learned before. So we don't tell you just things because it says in the Mechilton. Especially in our case, the Montnit Rashi, as the Mokhav is in Rashi doesn't say in this case that his source is the commentary of the Mechilta. So therefore the fact that that's where it says the Mechilta is not a reason. The food is fashtandik, as the ganze pirush is mukhrach, a pipshutish a mikra do. This we understand that this entire commentary of Rashi is necessary and it's evidence that we have to say so based on learning the simple meaning of the Pasik at the spot over here, right over here in Parsha's Mishpatim, we have to understand the whole Rashi. And so the Rebbe first explains that since we know that the Yidin had 
a great treasure of fortune with them, uh, they couldn't be slaves then. Uh, there was no reason for them to become slaves to anybody. And therefore, uh, while Rashi says, yes, Eved Ivri means Eved Ivri, but Rashi has a problem. Maybe it means actually not about a Jewish slave because Jewish slave is something which is not fitting at this point right after Matan uh, Torah, right after the story of the Bizes uh, Hayam and Mitzrayim base. The Beer was explaining this, earlier in the verse it states, as by Yitzis Mitzrayim, that when the air left Egypt, the Jews took along from Egypt a sach klikesov klizov They took a lot of silver and gold vessels, etc. The noch is baze tuikum and noch mer kesov klizov vuchulu from business ayam. And then later on, after what they took from Mitzrayim itself, they took more silver and gold from the spoil that was at the uh, at the sea after the kriyas yam. So virashi zokt. Rashi says, they learned it already, the child, Oif, Bayasa Moshe, Moshe forced them to journey, not Kriyasamsa, which took place after the splitting of the sea. He He forced them basically to journey. The Egyptian, they adorned their horses with jewelries of gold and uh, silver and precious stones. And the Jewish people would find it in the sea. They found all their uh, precious, the gold, silver, and precious stones. Rashi says that it was greater, the spoil they took from the sea, more than the spoil that they took from Mitzrayim originally. Those haste. Which really means, as by Ali, Eden, by all Jews, is the promise has been fulfilled, as that they were going to get a great fortune, a big fortune. So, from them is moving the pastures. So, from that, it's simply understood. As in Amatzaf and Azagreiser Ashirus, that when you're in a circumstance of such great wealth by Eden, is Damut Nid given, Shaykh the Metzias, then it would not apply this. The facts are such, they can't be as Eden, Zolm Vern, they should become. An Evid, they should become an Evid. How does a person become a slave? Either because he's poor or he's lacking money. So either you steal because of that or you sell, you don't have money to, be, to pay. But in this case, they had plenty of money, so it was no problem. Couldn't be a, practically at that time, they couldn't be Jewish slaves. So now, since this portion of El Mishpatim follows immediately after Matan Torah, which is Azman Kotzer Nochitzis Mitzrayim Kriyas Yamsuf, which is only a very short while after the exodus of Egypt and the splitting of the sea, is Mistaber. Therefore, it makes sense as Lachol Reish that first and foremost, that at first he told them. Those laws and those commands of Zachon, such matter of given Negeya, that were uh, applicable, and they are common, by that time and that situation. The Abishah was going to tell them laws that apply to them then. That would make sense, it would seem. As such, a V, 
Leitasen, like the Torah says, Leitasen iti elikei kesef. Don't make silver gods, but like Zov, and golden gods, goimer. Mizbach adomo goimer, that you should make a mizbech of earth, mizbech avonim tasali, and make it out of stone. Unit, don't make it, or the laptavik, or not necessarily, mizbech kesef vizov, not to make a mizbech of kesef vizov, depending exactly what the halacha is with the mizbech kesef vizov, but in either way, it wasn't, it was something which was applicable because we're talking about silver and gold, which they had a lot, and we were telling them what to do. So they had a lot of silver and gold. Torah says not to use that for the Mizbech. So, but what, what reason is it for the Torah to tell us here the laws of a Hebrew slave when there is, it doesn't seem that there should be a case of a Hebrew slave at that time. The Ribe, therefore, no, the Mirashi is Magdim. After Rashi introduces Evet, who Ivri, that is, slave who is Hebrew, at the Lotion, Evet, Ivri, remained the Pashtus, Kipashtus. The Lotion of Evet, Ivri means as the simple Evet, who Ivri, that is, Evet, who is a Hebrew, Muzun, Abba, but yet we have to caution, we have to make sure, Oy, Enoy, Ivri, maybe it's actually different. Maybe we're talking about a Goyish a slave of a Hebrew, not a Hebrew slave, because there was no Hebrew slaves then. Because of the flow and the order of the Psukim, is this for So logic dictates. This is not talking about a Hebrew slave, Evid Ivri, but Evid Ivri means the Avdoi Shel Ivri. We're talking about a Goyish slave whom you purchased. From a yid. That was, there was plenty of Goyish slaves then. The Baal das Eden. Because Yidin, Yeder, Ivri, Hodan, since Jews at that time, Baal Noch, Business Mitzrayim, Business Ayam Kenal, after the spoil of Egypt, after the spoil of the sea, as mentioned before, Gahat, Aruchush Godl. They had a lot of money. So they had Gahat, Eichav, Eichav, Odimushvaches. So they had also slaves. Male slaves and then and, and maid servants. This is Gizagavon Lifnezeba, the Aseris Adivras, as it was said before that by the Ten Commandments, was talking about Avduchova Mosecha, your slaves and your maid servants. So there was a common thing. So over here, maybe we should say, Evid Ivri, not like the usual, the simple meaning, a Hebrew slave, but a, a slave owned by a Hebrew, but a Goyish slave, which was common then. A lot more than saying uh, a Hebrew slave, which wasn't really applicable then. Why would the Torah talk about it? Of course, Rashi says, no, we can't be talking about a Goyisha slave, because only by a Yid, as we learn later on, it says, that it only applies by a Yid. That's what Rashi says. But the Rebbe is coming now to answer the other question, the third question that the Rebbe asked. Um, we have another, Rashi has a problem with that. How could we possibly say that it's talking about a Jew owning a Goisha slave that he has to free him after six years? So, amazing. <laughs> the Rebbe's idea over here. The Rebbe says, here we see Avraham having a servant in the form of Eliezer, 
And the Ezer we find for a long period of time. Yeah, he was with Avram. He was a Avet Kanani. Find many times about him. He was a a Kanani, an Avet Kanani. And more than six years passed by. So how would we possibly say that it means a Goyish slave that is bought from a Goyish slave, that he has to work for six years. So the Ben Chomish Lemikra doesn't have to wait for the Posik in Vayikra of Isnachaltem, which Rashi quotes. He knows it. He has the problem right from what he knows already. And therefore, we would have to make that distinction that when Avram bought a slave, he bought it from a guy. And therefore, he doesn't have to leave him at six. We're going to say, at six years, we're going to say that our Pasik that is talking, Evet Ivri, the Goyish slave of a Hebrew, is talking about when you buy from a Yid, that guy slave goes out at six years. So, Bahamasa Rashi could have said that from uh, something that the child knows, and Rashi could have made that distinction. So, Rashi already breaks down. The Pesach from Vayikra, where is the Beferisher? Where is the Pesach that you should inherit your slaves? And that's why it's not a problem that Rashi is asking questions from later on, because the question is really over right here and there. Let's look inside. Gimel. Ba ben Chomesh Lemikra, by a five-year-old learning Chomesh, can Chomesh tell him the Shaila. The question could be raised, Mehod Gilerun Tfriye. We learned earlier. As Avram Avin, Avram Avin had a slave, Eliezer, that comes from even before the covenant between the pieces, which we learn actually in the Parshish Lech Lecha. Avram over there is discussing his slave over there. He says that. Um, Basi Yerushaisi was referring to Avram. He doesn't say referring to Eliezer, not uh, as a slave, but still he was a slave starting from then, as we find later on. and he remained a slave of Avram. Many tens of years later, as it says, when his mission to to the Shidduch with Yitzchak. Abdul Khan Bey said that he was actually his his slave, even though in the post he doesn't know we say that ever points out in the in the Haaris of here. Omibal Abramat Makaiman Kola Toyra Kulachle Nitna since Abram fulfilled the entire Torah even before it was given. Rashi already explained it before that Abram did the whole Torah. Is Vikumtos, how does it uh, come that Avraham had gehalten an Eved, that Avraham was holding a slave, Kanani, as Kanani slave, Eliezer, as a full yard, for so many years, and he did not fulfill the command of the Torah over here, that six years ago work, and then he should go out free in the seventh year, in other words, if it should mean Abdul Shalivri. So Rashi, as soon as Rashi says that maybe it means 
the slave of a Hebrew, we have the question. So then, if 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 the slave of a Hebrew, a goyish, a slave of a Hebrew, has to go out, <coughs> so how come he has to serve for so long? The ribbon was Rashi bevornim dominion. So that's what Rashi has to uh, caution us and explain this 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 matter. And as Rashi explains, so this is an issue that Rashi has to explain. But over there, it's talking about buying from a goy, and here it's talking about buying from you. But the issue is here. Instead of being the surprise on how Avram conducted, so he brings the same contradiction, but with even more for from a verse and a clear mitzvah in the Torah. So how would I uh, fulfill and observe the verse that says you should inherit them that it belongs to you. And he answers that it was bought uh, from a guy, and then it doesn't apply. So therefore, same thing was by a lezer, the servant of Rome, he was bought from a guy, and therefore in that case, no, no buying from a yidah, and therefore he didn't have to let him free. So therefore we can still learn that perhaps Evet Ivri means a slave of an Ivri, a guy from an Ivri, and a guy bought from an Ivri, you have to let him go after uh, six years. And the Rash says no, because he says before later on that only by a Jew there is only by Hebrew slaves Achicha applies the mitzvah of Sheish Shonim Yavit, and it doesn't apply by Goy at all. But now we understand why Rashi will bring down a subject from a later verse, because the issue is really here from Eliezer and Avram. But Rashi brings the same question from a Pasuk with more force, and therefore that's why Rashi addresses it over here. Now the Rebbe explains why Rashi brings down the word Kisikna. Because the Torah Bechlal didn't have to write the words Kisikna. The Torah could have said, Ebed Ivri, start over the Ebed Ivri, Shonim, find examples like that. He starts to Ebed Ivri. The word kisikna implies that it's something for the future. And that implies that helps us with the idea that there was no evidivri at that time. And that's why Rashi brings kisikna as evidence to his pshat, that it means in the future, down the road, it'll be evidivri. And then we'll have to explain. So why taka does the Torah say this Allah here? As the level of this din of evidivri, that's not then. That we'll see later. Dalit. Now, based on the above, that at that time there was no mitzis of an eved ivri, is farshtandik. But Rashi brings from posik oich diverta. Why Rashi also quotes from the verse, the words ki sikna. But this is mechazik dem pirush. This strengthens his interpretation as a smeit eved shu ivri that it means a slave who is a Hebrew. How do these kisiknes tell us, show to us that it's talking about an Eved Ivri? It would seem that the introduction of the post pasik of this verse, when you buy, it seems extra. And if you kept on a mitnetzim din, he could have started with the halacha itself. Eved Ivri Sheishon Yavid Goyver. That an Eved Ivri should work for six years. 
Find many places with Torah. Torah doesn't give you the whole scenario. Like in our parsha, the Torah starts right off. Maki Ishvames, one who beats a person and he dies. Doesn't start off with you know, how you were quarreling or something. So there's other places where the Torah writes that, but the Torah could start. The Torah doesn't have to start by saying Kisikna. So why does the Torah say Kisikna? The Loshen Kisikna means Tapula Bosit. Loshen means an act in the future, but not present. But presently, the act is not yet here. Presently, you can't. You don't have the act of Kisikna. In, more in our head, not only that it didn't take place yet, that it's the future, but it doesn't at all not applicable presently. Because they had the spoil of the Egypt and the sea, as mentioned before. The Mele is from the Muchach, so therefore it's evident that we're talking about buying a slave who is a Hebrew. That's not now. Kisikna in the future. Was presently demoled at that time. Is as nitzayches doesn't apply. Not applicable. And we're not talking from this language. I'm talking about avdeshel ivri, a slave of an ivri, which means a goy. Since relative to a to goy, it doesn't make sense. On his ibrik, it doesn't fit. And it's actually, why would the Torah have to write Kisikna if we're talking about a goy, a goy that is bought from a Hebrew? We don't need the Kisikna altogether. It's not the few that should be present. There Kisikna, on his Hebrew, there Kisikna. Because because of the wealth that they had, for sure they had a Canaanite slave. Upshita, I'm a Kenneth Zogn, so it's evident that you can't say, as is Nitkin Dover Rogil. You can't say it's not common and used to. So, why would the Torah say Kisikna in the future? So, all these points that is talking about a Hebrew and a Hebrew slave. And therefore, that wasn't common. That's what the Torah has to write Kisikna. So, in Ois, hey, the Rebbe is going to ask, so Takya, why does the Torah start up with a halacha which is not really applicable presently but in the future? and not with laws that would apply right away. And this is something the Rebbe says, which is also problematic uh, in Pshat, uh, many of them before Shemesh, how come? And the Rebbe explains this with a Rashi, that we learned, uh, Rashi explains uh, that there is a direct connection between uh, the punishment uh, of this Ebed Ivri uh, for selling himself for a slave to Matan Torah, and that's the reason why the Torah connects them. Let's look inside. First, we'll do hey. So the Rebbe says, Apize is over Nitfar Standik, based on this, is not understood. Why does Taka the Torah begin the laws of the Mishpotim, which is take of Lacha Matan Torah, immediately after Matan Torah, bid them din Ebed Ivri with the Allah of an Ebed Ivri? which was an uncommon matter at all, and not with something which is common and present. Especially, 
This particular halacha of Evadivri. There's two. We said, the Rashi says later on, this is talking about, we mentioned earlier, that it's talking about Nimcha Begnevose. But this is a result because he already stolen. That you have to play sometimes five and four. If he slaughters or sells it, the Geneva, then the Torah makes him pay four or five times. Or at least double if he doesn't do it just for stealing. And then the Torah says, The Pasuk says, Then you sell him. So when do you sell somebody? When the person needs to pay four or five or double, then he has to be sold. The Torah should have first told us, So first the Torah says, Hey, Let the Torah first tell us, the previous halachas about the obligation of playing several times as much, five or four or two, those are in the parsha later on, the parsha Bishpatim. Later on, the Torah tells you, if you sell it, steal it, the ox, the sheep, you pay four, you pay five, uh, if you sell it, and or you pay double. But those halachas should have started off, and then Bezdin sells them. And then you say, what happens when Nikbukah Why are we starting it over here? Since this is a difficulty in the simple meaning of the verse, isn't it move on? So it's not understood. Why Rashi? Who explains all questions in the simple meaning of the verse? How come Rashi doesn't answer it in his commentary? As we find actually, as answer they. Make note of this, and the question and the answer is. Even though their commentary, they're not only doing Pshat as Rashi, and yet they answer that. So how come Rashi doesn't bother to explain to us why the Torah started with the Allah over here of uh, selling a, uh, buying a Hebrew slave from Basin? And the Rebbe says, well, you're going to say, listen, why did the Torah writes uh, things one after the other? It's not Rashi's job to explain to us well, how come this is placed over here or somewhere else. But the Rebbe says, no, because we do find this in Rashi. We can't, can't say that in the little level of learning, that's not a question. Because according to the simple path, the way we learn is not... We're not forced to give a tam, a reason, and an explanation of why the commanded mitzvahs, why they're next to each other. So, the Rebbe says, in addition to the fact, in addition of them, was in our beginning of our parsha, is Rashi Madgish, Rashi emphasizes that this is addition, Addition to the early ones, Ma'arishenim is Sinai, just as the early ones came from Sinai, Elam is Sinai. Also, Veloma Nismecha, and why is it close? Portion of Dinim to the portion of Mizbeach. So we see that Rashi over here is discussing a a a closeness from this to the uh, previous parsha to the uh, parsha of Mizbeach, in which we learned in the end of the previous parsha. 
so so there is something to it. But in addition to that, is so, but based on what we said before, this doesn't actually, it's not just close with, we, we, we make it close to a situation where the Yidin had so much money, uh, which, and that's why there is a logic, that's why Rashi, the Rebbe explained, that's why the Svorifun Kasal Kadaitoch, in the Pirush Rashi, that's why the thought in this Rashi, as the Posse, that was the whole reason why we thought this Posse is not talking about an Eved Ivri, because why would there be an Eved Ivri? Nor Vegin Eved Kanani. So, there is uh, that issue over here that Rashi is grappling with, that why did the Posse write it? So it means that the closeness doesn't mean something to Rashi. Uh, this Posse being Mishpatim uh, next to the story, next to the situation, what we're just learning. Because that was the basis for Rashi's problem to translate Einoi, that it means a Goyish slave that belongs to a Hebrew, not a Hebrew slave. That was the problem. So, that. So, why would we, Rashi, just ignore the facts? So, why Taka does it say next to it? But Vaid, Viiker, and Mo, the main thing the Rebbe says, Do, Ken, Doch, Nitzain, in our case, it's not a question, why is it coming and next to the deer? But our question is, it doesn't fit here because it belongs after the being sold for his theft, which is written later on. So it's totally out of order. It's not why this is next to the Parsha Matan Torah, but here the issue is, this doesn't belong here because this comes after the Nimkar Begnei So the question is, Rashi doesn't comment over here, why did we place this halach over here? The Rebbe explains that there's a special connection between the punishment of Sheishonim. Uh, the Ratzah's Ozna, as Rashi explains, because it's connected to what the ear heard and the Har Sinai, and because of the punishment being so uh, obviously connected to uh, Har Sinai, to the violation, that's why it's brought in over here. See, inside. We can say as Rashi, Rashi has answered this, has cautioned uh, this uh, with his commentary in Hemshech Parsha Seinu later on in the Parsha. It says, Why did the ear been fit to be drilled from any of the other limbs of the body? This ear that heard on Mount Sinai, and he went, shouldn't steal. And he went and he stole. Then we need to drill it. So that's if he steals. What happens? Which also has the same din that you sell yourself. Also gets drilled. Over there we explain the ear that hurt on Mount Sinai. That Bnei Yisrael are mine. Avodim, your servants Hashem. You go, you sell yourself. You go and ahead and you buy a master for yourself. Drill. Tirotze. Let your ear be drilled. That's what Rashi rings down. So, that's Borebazem. 
the explanation is this. By under a mitzvah, by other mitzvahs, we don't find as the Torahs of Madgizayin, the Shaykhs, for the Mzchar mitzvah to the mitzvah. We don't find the Torah should emphasize the relationship, the connection, the reward of the mitzvah to the mitzvah. Say for example, the mitzvah, what is the reward for honoring father and mother? You get a long life. Is nois of them was their schad is nikr, bond of the mitzvah. In addition, that the reward is not recognizable shortly after the mitzvah, nor lacharichas man rab after a long time, long life, is in the mahusa schad. But in what kind of a reward? We get you're getting nitkentik. You can't tell the shaykes to their mitzvah dafke. You can't say the connection to this mitzvah. What does long life have to do specifically? With the mitzvah of kibud avayim, you can't see it. But there is a ba'inshim of avayim. Similarly, is punishments for sins. Zet menit nemeinish malkis. You don't see when a person gets lashes or their kares gets cut off. It's very similar. Abazunder the shaykes to the avayim. A specific connection to the sin. Vazayin mechayev the ancient that they should uh, say that these are the ancient that have to come as a result. The consequent they are. A, Consequence specifically that punishment by Eved Ivri Ober when it comes to the Hebrew slave. Over here, the Torah ties the punishment with the cause. You're drilling his ear, because the ear that has heard on Mount Sinai, even though. Uh, why are we drilling his ear? Kum nit bald by the police. It's not come immediately. Immediately when he became an evidy. Not ash, not them. It only took place later. I love my master, my wife, my children. I'm not going to go out free. So it's not a follow up right away. Is as ober doch nit ken oynish der far. He's not getting punished because of gizokt ahafti because I love. No, the far was oizen. He's getting punished before was oizen sheshoma al harsina lesignev all over Ghana. He's getting punished because the ear that heard on Mount Sinai don't steal and he goes and he steals. That's not when he's saying I don't want to go out. He's getting punished for before. Or there sheshoma al harsina or the other if he sold himself because he heard kilibne israel avodim v'olav kono adin laatzme. He heard by Mount Sinai that Ben Yisrael are a volume to Hashem. He goes and buys himself a master himself. That is as soon as he causes and becomes an Ebed Ibri. So, the punishment is a direct result from his action. That there is a direct connection. Why are we doing his Oizen? We're doing the Oizen because the Oizen Shishama. So there's a connection between the punishment and what's uh, and, and the Avera, what he did. The meat is Mavur, was Kisikna Eved Ivri Goimer. That will explain why Sikna is the Ershter, Fundi Mishpotim. That's the first of the laws of the Torah Zokton. The Torah commands, take of Lacham at Bar Sinai, immediately at Matur Bar Sinai. By an Eved Ivri Zetzachon in Zainerish, by an Eved Ivri, you see by his punishment, by the Goli Venikir, in a very revealed and recognizable way. Also in his physical body. 
the connection, the, the connection from his law, the judgment, so based on the above, Peter Shrashi So this Rashi that says that the ear that heard Israel is a chidush ikri in the dinim fun eved ivri. That's the main novelty in the laws of eved ivri that we're drilling the ear, we're doing the punishment. The nit folgnum onzog bar sinai. The main thing is not the listening the command the har sinai. The the problem with this Ebed was he didn't listen. He stole. Okay, how did he get to that point? Uh, because he sold. But the main thing is the need folk the Monsuk Bahar Sinai. Why is he getting drilled? That he didn't listen to the Sinai. The second the part that because he doesn't have because there is a lot of pay. He doesn't have money to pay. So therefore, he is being sold. That is an external reasoning why it happens. That's why he's connecting it to And he hints this connection to Geneva in the Prat of that he built the this year. So basically, the main Kiddush of this whole Halacha of Rotsa Adoinov, the Shesha of the Eved Ivri, is the fact that you get punished for not listening to Hashem. And, you know, but not every time you didn't listen, you know, if you steal and you're able to pay, okay, then you wouldn't get drilled because you wouldn't get sold. Uh, but, uh, uh, but that's not the main Kiddush. The, 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 the issue is not listening to Hashem is where you get punished. And sometimes it has to add another condition. You don't have the money because it's the Torah says. But that's why the Torah doesn't write it afterwards, but it writes it next to Matan Torah because there is a very clear connection between Matan Torah and this Oynish and the punishment of the Ratsa Doinov. Rebbe, basically the Rebbe explained over here that the connection between the Ratsa Doinov with the laws of Evid Ivri, which is a punishment, relates directly to Har Sinai. And so the Rebbe says in Zion, especially based on what we said before, that there wasn't even the halachas of Eved Ivri there. It wasn't common over there because Eved Ivri didn't really apply them. So we have to say that the reason that the Torah writes the Eved Ivri over there is because the special connection between the punishment of an Sheishonim, uh, of Ratzadoinov, with Matan Torah, and that's why it's brought next to each other. Based on the previous interpretation in Rashi, on the words Kisikna. Why Rashi said, we said Kisikna and we explained. It adds additional explanation to this idea that the connection is here specifically and because of the punishment with it. Then the Mitzis. Had the fact of a uh, Hebrew slave was practical at that time after Matan Torah, it would have been something common, something present. 
But when you can't zog, and then you can argue, those gufi is their tam. Maybe that would be the reason, because their din is only zog one of why this thing was said first. Because this is something which is applies after matan teira. Then you can say, maybe. But since we explained, since evidently at that time was Kinala said earlier, this was a future Kisikne. When I was in her file, and there was also an exceptional case, is this machriach to zog? This forces us to say, as the tam was the din is Why is it this said in the beginning? Is mitzadim inyam yuchot for nevad ivri? Is because the special concept of nevad ivri, zayin shaykes miyichedus to har sinai. His special connected to har sinai. His punishment is directly related to the ear. Directly related to his transgression of not listening at Har Sinai. Sweetened the way the inner manner of things. Since the entire intent and goal of Matan Torah is in order to accomplish through Torah Mitzvah, then Birur, the sorting out and the refinement in the in the matters of the world, as opposed to Masha Enkin, as opposed to. The Torah mitzvahs, the Torah mitzvahs from the office from the forefathers, farmatner before matner. Velchabnit poil given ashinui in gashmis from welt, which had not impacted a change in the physicality from the world. The river is the erster from the mishpatim lachat tzivu lachamat Torah. Therefore, the first of the mishpatim that follows matner Torah as a tzivu vidin such a command, such a halacha was in him that's a big gilui of there you can see openly. How, when the Torah was given, this impacts also the physicality in the world. Of Evet Kanani, Evet Ivri, and Omo Ivriya. A Kananite slave, a Hebrew slave, and a maidservant slave, a Jewish maidservant slave. In Avedis Hashem, Benevashodom, in the service of Hashem, Benevashodom, these three levels. Evet Kanani, Evet Kanani is there because the Nevesha Bahamis is by Inbit Tokfei, is one that this animal soul is in force. When it means, what does it mean that he's, a, he's an Evet Kanani? Because a Avdo, which refers to a Evet Kanani, doesn't want any restriction, have care. He wants to be uh, just doing as he wishes. That's what is comfortable. That means the person is at such a level that he is giving, his Nefesh Abhamis is working hard. When Tzitzch Lamato, and he's drawn below to Tevis Elam Hazar, to the desires of this world. But he forced himself. When he's over the Avayi, the Maisa, the Poyal Mamish, he serves Hashem in his action, in actuality. He stays away from bad. He does good. Because accepting the yoke, and he has fear for the Master. That's the Avoid of an Evet Kanani. Let's look at Nois Ches. Avoid of an Evet Kanani. This will be. Is in a Hechere Darge. That's a higher level. By that person, who is called an Evadivri, the uh, Midas, 
the emotions of the godly soul do illuminate, do shine in the nefesh abhamis, the animal soul. Bees are by the nefesh abhamis to the extent that also the animal soul is to add shuka Hashem. There is a yearning to Hashem. There is a benochnit nishapech von Gdusha. But it has not yet turned around to Gdusha. As is only talking in Chemdu to Taibis Elamazah, that it should not have a lust for the desires of this world. Alderach vi an Evid, this would be an Evid, was bring a rain in Hoiz, Allahit Tarchiyis. He brings down all the needs of the house. Partebrei Bais, for Nachilashti, eating and drinking. So, Zainin Obernoch Nit Roy Lachilas Odom. They're not yet fit to for human consumption. They haven't been boiled yet. They have not been changed from the previous uh, essence, what they were before. They're not yet able to eat. That means, at the level, he's still an avid, he's not an avid ivory, but it's not turned around yet. The service, which is called a Hebrew maidservant, is was the Taivus Midas for Nefshab Hamis. That the desires and the most nefshabam is very nesapich lekedusha. They turn around to kedusha bisu as the angchuka is not tzelukus, so that his yearning, his desire, is only godliness. When the mit is move on, so this we understand was the aschola from the mishpatim laachar matan torah that the first of the judgments, the laws that is after matan torah, was those bring the ruiz the pool of matan torah belt that that brings out. What has been accomplished, what did Matan Torah accomplish into the world is It's the laws of Eved Ivri. That's the first, the beginning of the service of a Yid after Matan Torah. To impact the animal soul and worldly matters in general as his own Nishtanevet that they should be changed and to be brought into the uh, domain of Kedusha. So this is the Eved Ivri, that's the pork the word, as opposed to, if we're talking about the service of Kanani, is over there there's no real change at all. And same thing in this portion of the world. So therefore, we have to be talking about an Eved Ivri, not by an Eved Kanani. And I guess an Omo Ivriya, that's already after. The following Avedah, I come to the Avedah from Omo Ivriya, from the Jewish Matron, and then it's Mahapich, the Midus, for Nefesh Abamis, in the Nyoni Ha'ilom Bechlal. You turn around the emotions of the animal soul and matters of the world in general, to be a dwelling place to him, blessed. And therefore, the avoida of Eved Ivri is the avoida that is fitting to follow right after Matan Torah because Matan Torah's job is to impact a change in the world. And we start with the avoida of the Eved Ivri and then we get to the turnaround which is the avoid of Omar Ivriya. This is Mesichas, Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim, Tovshin Lamedvav.